Congressman Devin Nunez has gone through the ringer and back again. He represents his district in California. You know him as the man who is heading up the House Intelligence Committee until the Democrats got control. And then you had Adam Schiff lying about Devin Nunez, lying about Russian collusion, pushing that impeachment narrative. Devin Nunez has been proven correct in a fair amount of things. And Devin Nunez has never wavered, just straight on till morning. Yeah, you can argue he could have done this a little better. He can do that a little better. Maybe you've got a larger disagreement. But you can't argue that Devin Nunez has ever been involved in the moving of false narrative the way Adam Schiff has. That's not something he's done. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's so good to be with you. 833 got Tony, 833-468-8669. Love to hear from you. Devin Nunez, Representative Nunez, has also not been somebody who wants to stifle speech. Yet there are members of Congress that do. I met up with Representative Nunez during CPAC, not on Radio Row. They needed a private spot. So I went to him, speaking in lower hushed tones than my normal radio self, and asked him about these members of Congress who want cable operators to drop groups like Newsmax and not carry them. Two members of the House of Representatives sending a letter to cable operators saying uh, that Newsmax, that One American News, uh, these stations that we have decided are unacceptable, why, why do you carry them? Uh, as a guy who appears on those and is looking to build a career, as a guy who's in radio and figures that's next, these are frightening times in the world of free speech. It's something that you have certainly discussed before, and we've discussed uh, before. Is there going to be any reprimand for these members for pushing something that clearly is not an American value? Well, remember, this is just the next... This is just the next step on their war to take down our communications architecture that started four years ago, maybe even before that. So the the social media companies and these tech companies have become essentially oligarchs. And what they're doing, this is all planned. This has all been orchestrated to essentially shadow ban or completely take people down or completely, in some cases, you know, there's a new term now, you can get parlored. Right. Where you have this company that starts up and it grows and it gets tens of millions of conservatives that are on there. And then, boom, you wake up one day and it's eliminated from the face of the planet. So and I would say this, that that they're not going to stop. Also, I think the next realm they're going to go into is also podcasts. At what point, because YouTube's already targeting and demonetizing those platforms, so at what point does Apple decide, well, these are all white, racist uh, people that we don't agree with, so we're just going to, boom, wipe them all off, including, you know, I have my little podcast that I use to communicate to my uh, supporters. Um, They're going to take that down, and that's, you know, they haven't gone there yet, but Apple did take down Parler. So... Um, the fact that they're going after cable news shouldn't shouldn't surprise anyone. It's a different thing when they say, oh, that Fox News or oh, that Newsmax. This is members of Congress writing to the cable provider saying you shouldn't even carry the channel. That's a, that is a world's leap in horror show from what Google, Amazon.
Amazon, Facebook, Apple are doing, in my view. You you see it as an equally. I, I, I actually don't. I see them uh, as the same. I see them all. It's all it's all equally dangerous because don't think that these members, same members of Congress, haven't been doing this to these tech companies. I mean, it was Barack Obama who actually coined the term, and Zuckerberg who coined the term fake news back in 2016. So this was Donald Trump successfully used social media in order to win the election in 2016. And that's what that's what you have to do in order to reach the people. Because when you have, I used to say 90, now it's 95% of the content that's being developed out there, for, uh, the news content. 95% is left-wing, hard left-wing. That only leaves you 5% for the independent and the center and the center right. But then when you run that through what I call the disinformation funnel, which are these social media companies, you're poisoning the hell out of the American people. And so it makes it tough for us to reach those minds of people that, quite frankly, you know, a lot of people aren't like you and I, Tony. They want to, uh, they want to have... Uh, bourbon and smoke cigars you know like you do on the week like they're very good people like you do on the weekend but they don't want to do politics they don't want to talk politics so they just they hear little things here and there and that's how they make their mind up so when you know they came out four years ago and said trump's a russian agent if it wasn't for the russians he wouldn't have been elected oh he gets elected and then oh he's putting kids in cages and you know now today you see that now that first of all obama is the one who built the cages it's ridiculous to even call them cages, but, but still, this is what the media said. Now, today, Biden and his administration have welcomed his people across the border. He stops the wall construction. He has no plan to fix the immigration system other than just everybody come in and we'll just, we'll just legalize everybody, which is total chaos. But if you notice, now these, these cages are filling up, but they're calling them, I think, migrant facilities or something like that. Right. I, I think the last term was an embassy suites. <laughs> Is it embassy suites? Uh, it, it, it just giving it that, that veneer. And I think that has shown a tremendous level of media bias. You didn't have to look too far that it, under Trump it's cages and under uh, Joe Biden it, it's it's the Hyatt Regency. I mean, it's, it's that kind of horror, talking to Representative Devin Nunez. But I want to get back before I let you go to the idea that maybe members of Congress have been reaching out to these tech companies and saying, why are you hosting this one? Why are you hosting that one? Now doing it to these news networks. I think people look at it and ask themselves, are you telling me there are no Democrats? Zero. 435 members of Congress. Are there no Democrats? Zero. That say, this isn't right. We shouldn't do this. What's the pressure on them if they should speak out in opposition to these things? And well, maybe I should ask the first question first. Are you telling me there are no Democrats you speak to that think it's wrong to try and silence people by having Fox News removed from the airwaves? Well, if, if you go back a little ways too, recall that they never liked Rush Limbaugh on radio. And and at the time, you know, before there were podcasts and, and you know, all that, that really we had was AM radio and talk radio. So if you remember, they were actually trying to, I think it was called Fairness Doctrine. It's the Fairness Doctrine. You know, when I was first... Scares me. Yeah, when I was first elected, that was a big thing they're pushing. Now, because of the creation and, the, and just the, 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 the fast uh, changes in, in the, the web and how it operates and all the tools between podcasts and everything else, that kind of went by the wayside because now, uh, you know, and you know, as being on radio, 
radio. There are still people listening to the radio. People are driving around. They want to listen to the radio. But for the most part, things are quickly moving to podcast because somebody wants to, you know, I may not be able to listen to your show on bourbon and cigars on Saturday, but, you know, I might be able to listen to it Monday morning on my drive to work. I can play the podcast in my car now. That, you know, that was never there. So to, to answer your question about the, the, the Democrat members of Congress, there are some that that know that this is wrong. But if I look over time, uh, what the people that are getting elected now are revolutionaries. They're, they're, they're true believers of, of socialism. I mean, they even call themselves socialists and progressives. When I was, when I was first elected, um, there, were, there were like backbencher socialists, which Bernie Sanders right. was a backbencher socialist in the House of Representatives. People, people forget that. And he was seen as a crazy person, with, even within the Democratic Party. You, you maybe had, you know, you would often look up in, in, uh, on, a, on a vote that was relatively not controversial. Um, you know, you'd have 15 or 20 that would vote with Bernie Sanders. Or, you know, he would put an amendment on the floor and he might get, I think I even remember times he only got five or six people to vote with him on whatever socialist amendment that he wanted to offer. Well, nowadays you have at least over half of their their conference are declared socialists, and you and because they're a Politburo system now, you're they're all going to be afraid of these revolutionaries. So if you've been in Congress a few years and you know you don't want to mess around because if you if you think about it, we had liberals in this country, very extreme liberals, who lost primaries in this last election. I mean, the most notable one was very liberal guy from New York City, lost to a revolutionary. He was chairman of the Foreign Affairs Committee. Elliot Engel. Yes, yes. I didn't know if you knew, but longtime member of Congress and a very liberal, but also at the same time, you know, uh, very serious about national security issues. I mean, he got whacked in the primary. Not literally. I don't want to get you taken down. No, 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 no. I say things like that all the time. You, you know, the Sopranos theme could be playing right now for all I know. Well, you know, nowadays we can be censored for that. And in this case, it would be, you can be censored for whacked. It would be it would be you that would get censored, not me, because it's your your show. See, this is all getting very confusing. See, I wouldn't use whacked on my own podcast. <laughs> oh, 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 good Lord. Then, then I, I, I should have been taken down. They, they'd, come after, they'd come after me if I did that. Is there movement afoot to move forward legislation just to make the subject visible? Is this something that you're pushing? Is this something that other people are pushing? That, if not legislation, resolution that Congress should ever should always stay away from not favoring free speech. Well, what I'm telling uh, people to, to do now, it's it's critically important. And sometimes I forget because I've been through this for the last four years of being uh, attacked and slandered and shadow banned on Twitter and all the bad things that, you know, that, that Google and, and all the, the legacy media companies uh, have done to, uh, to to me, to the, uh, President Trump, to my family. So, so I become almost immune to it. And then I assume people actually know that this is happening, the censoring. I mean, I, I've, been know, I've known this for several years now. Um, and I actually had told President Trump on numerous occasions, like, look, man, you're, you're there on Twitter and Facebook, these places, they're going to get rid of you. But ultimately, they're going to get rid of you. you don't even realize, I think people don't realize how many times that Trump was being censored, even though they didn't know it. Right. Right. So it's all in how the, you repost something, things of that nature. So here, here's what I tell people if you want to make an impact. 
if you want to make an impact, we have to make sure that every Republican member of Congress and Senate knows that censorship has to be their number one, two, and three issue. And I say that because you cannot win a battle for ideas or any type of battle without a communications architecture. The same holds true at the state level, your state representatives. We heard from Ron DeSantis this morning. I liked what he had to say that he's going to, if you censor a politician in Florida, he's going to find these companies. And hopefully that legislation is going to pass. So we need to see legislation moving at the state level where we do have governors and we do have state legislators. That's got to move quickly. in order uh, for us to get our communications architecture back up, because the only way you're going to impact these oligarchs, you got to remember, these oligarchs have more money than than like the Roman Empire. I read the other day that like the big tech companies, you know, when you take you know the height of the Roman Empire, the richest Roman right. Empire ever was, like the three main companies are have more money, more wealth than at the height of the Roman Empire, and more and more of the power of Caesar. And, and empower in a different way. Well, they, they control the communication system. I said I would ask this, and I'm, we're wrapping it up, uh, Congressman Devin Nunez. Here at CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference, and all the talk is Trump 2024, and is he the leader of, of the party? Is the need for Donald Trump in 2024, or is the need for the lessons learned from having four years of President Trump and taking those lessons and applying them to other candidates? Well, I haven't spoke to the president about this, but what I would say is that you have to understand that this is um, Donald Trump was the president. He lost a a close election and he is the leader of the Republican Party. So some very few, uh, they don't seem to like that very much. And I'm sure there's a lot of very ambitious politicians who want to run for president. Uh, But the reality is this guy accomplished what he did in 2016 was amazing. Uh, His four years were incredible what he did. And even even though the last year with the struggles with covid, what we're seeing now because of the vaccines that are that are out, that was because of Donald Trump. So he did the impossible. You, I think you mentioned earlier that you know, Donald Trump wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't like your typical conservative that would have been hanging out at CPAC right now that believes in kind of all the conservative philosophy. He was more of a common sense guy. He got in. He immediately was attacked and labeled, well, you only won because you were Russian. And I think what they did is they they really moved the president to the to the right because he quickly found out that how evil these people were. And he told me on numerous occasions he was you know, they were much worse than he, you know, he even he believed. And of course, you know, I've said this numerous times. I mean, I'm even shocked at the at the level that they went to, you know, after watching them, you know, target conservatives under Obama with you know the Tea Party and and you know through the IRS. You know, I believe they would do quite a bit, but I didn't believe that they would be able to corrupt our FBI, our intelligence, attack the Republican Party, then continue to attack a president, continue to politicize intelligence that used to be, you know, that used to be one of those uh, areas that were uh, off limits. You know, it used to be that the, the Gang of Eight uh, was a serious uh, body within Congress that people relied on and they knew that if something really went bad, you'd have those eight members of Congress there to work with the White House and to never politicize intelligence. And, and they were willing to do that. So, look, at the end of the day, this is um, 
uh, Donald Trump works hard, and uh, that's part of, I think, his success in life was how hard he was willing to, uh, to work. Um, if he continues to work, and hopefully uh, he can help lead the party to victory in 2022, it would be a big deal if we end up uh, ousting these uh, socialist lunatics. Congressman Devin Nunez, thank you. Thanks, Tony. Great to be with you again. In person. In person is good. Yeah. Very good.